sure you're ready for this. I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f*** the prom queen. Welcome to the best soccer show. The best soccer show in the whole world. Best Soccer Show, Backheel.com, Jason Davis and Jared Dubois, live Monday night, ready to go, man. One of us was ready. Uh, Yeah, well, we're a little late tonight, that's okay, things happen, it's a a crazy time, the Dubois household, there are children, and there's children and poop everywhere. Actually, that's more correct than I would like to admit. (laughs) All right, good. Uh, just to, to let's acknowledge the fact that I'm wearing my L.A. Riot jersey, jersey, right? I guess let's acknowledge is. the fact that I'm jealous because I thought about doing the same and I didn't. But you yeah. know what? It is it breathes worse than a person with emphysema. Oh, no. I was telling Trevor. I mean, I, I I don't think I don't think I feel bad because the show's dead. I know those guys are probably working. They all have new jobs, working on other shows, maybe even on El Rey. It's a terrible shirt. It's a terrible. Oh, it's a fantastic, terrible shirt. It's a fantastically terrible shirt. Meaning, I could never wear this in public. I would get mocked. I openly. would wear that. I was already thinking if if the MLS Cup hits in LA again this year, I am wearing that to like one of the media days. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. Uh, now, look. Here's the interesting thing. I had this jersey laying on a chair in my studio. It'd been here for a couple weeks. I hadn't worn it. I kept forgetting to put it on just as, you know, on the best soccer show, just as a reference for our, our dear departed Matador, which is no more. Mm, uh, the only show that was ever wise enough to put us on their airways. Okay, just our voices, but still. <clears throat> so it was sitting here, and I hadn't put it on. And tonight, I, I get to the studio, and I go, oh, it's, look, there's my, my Riot jersey. And I was, wearing my, <clears throat> I was wearing my baller blazer shirt. So oh. I was happy with my choice of wardrobe for the evening, but I said, okay, mm-hmm. let me grab it. I'll put it in the background, maybe something. Else. And then I sit down at my computer and I had no idea that this story was going to break. If you want to call it that Kevin Baxter noted soccer writer at the LA times has a story up about LAFC. And that's it, by the way, that's the name they've decided it's LAFC. It's that's coming. It should be. You think? Are you cool? Are you well, cool with that? Yeah, I'm fine with the LAFC. Okay, it's the- simple. It's short, four letters, and it's it's easily branded. Okay, all right. Someone seems to think you have talent, but unfortunately, this is Los Angeles. I need more than talent. I need stars. It's not the name I necessarily have a problem with. You're right. It's so it's short, sweet, and simple. And you know what? You can get away with football club more in LA than almost anywhere else in this country based on uh, language in Southern California, okay? Football. football. Now, if they, I don't think they're going with F-U-T-B-O-L. I think they're probably going with football. So either. But either way, whatever. It, the issue is how they're going about their business right now. Like, how they're going about building themselves up to be a, an actual living, breathing soccer team, Jared. It's kind of bad. It's, it's actually really bad. And it's bothering me. Here's a quote. I'm going to read from Kevin Baxter. Okay, you realize that this is L.A. They do things interestingly out here. Okay, but that's the thing. It's still sports. It's still trying to connect with a fan base. It's still trying to get people to buy in to supporting a club. It's supposed to not mean, look, franchise, club, whatever. It's still getting trying to get people to buy in to giving themselves over the way that we give ourselves over to our sports teams. This is not, this is not a hip new club that's opening up 
in, in a couple of months that we're trying to build buzz it's not, for? No. Do you realize that's how it's going? That's going how it's when going I say, to be sold. When here. I say club, I mean the other kind of club where you go dancing. I know, and I'm okay. telling you, that's how it's going to be sold here. I know, and that's bad. Why was this any different? We make celebrities out of chefs that own restaurants. I mean. You don't think so, we're going to celebritize this in you, some way and try okay. to make it the trendy thing to do here? You, you and Andre Scalan, you think this is the way to go? You think this is the right approach? Well, I don't know what this is because okay. I didn't read Kevin Baxter's article. Okay, our opportunity in LA is to, is how uh, how do we tell the story story differently? We're going to be big into music, art, and fashion, the design aesthetic. We're going to be a great outlet for creativity. It's one of our club pillars. <laughs> I mean. I don't have no problem with that. Is it douchey? Yes, but LA is douchey. I, how is that any different than how Umbro goes after how they do things? Uh, okay, okay, but Umbro is a brand selling a product um, that you can wear. How is LAFC not a I brand guess selling a product that you wear? Umbro's dead, so there's that too. But I see what okay, you're saying. Whatever. Okay, well, <laughs> that's just showing you how old. There's no way LA was not going to do this douchey. It, they should just have a fedora on top of their shield. A fedora on top of their shield. Oh, man. Uh, it's just, look. Okay, I'm going to tell you. And, and look, it, it only matters, I guess, how the people of L.A. buy in or don't buy in. I mean, it only matters how they take all of this stuff. It doesn't matter what I think because I live in D.C. I'm not supporting LAFC from way out here. And even if I was going to, my money's not going directly to the club in any way except if I buy a, a jersey. Maybe their jerseys are going to look great. They're definitely going. This here's another thing, though. Okay, and and you know, douchey presentation is one thing. Flat out, yeah. flat out trying to manipulate your fan base or your potential fan base is a different thing. And I know this isn't a big deal, but our boy Pablo Mauer, because LAFC yeah. has been. If you follow them on Twitter, they've been tweeting out these weird double exposure pictures, like pictures of people's faces with like. People playing soccer inside their heads. Have you seen this? Yeah, okay. I've seen that. All right, and this was their which, which, if that's their level of design aesthetic, I, th- I do think they have issues. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a problem right there. Then they present this as help us pick our team colors, retweet and favorite these pictures to tell us if you want us to be gold or black or white or red or blue. Mm-hmm. Total, totally bullshit. Sorry, excuse my language. <laughs> Total crap. They've already picked their colors. They're going to be red, black, silver, and gold, apparently. as, as ex- Maybe they're colors. having the fans pick their third kit color or something. <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know oh. if that's how it works, but I think it's a likely way I would try to spin it if I was them right now. Okay. Look, I mean, there's some good quotes from people in here. Henry Wynn, who's the lead guy. You want to give your fans and supporters a real sense of ownership that they are part of this movement. When you're a brand new club like ours, you, we really don't have any on-field on product to sell. But what we do have is a, mis- a vision and a goal. In many ways, I liken it to a political campaign. Okay, maybe I'm losing it here. We have to sell our vision and really get people behind it. Okay, look, I mean, it's all platitudes at this point. It's just... But here's the thing. We laughed and made fun of Sporting Kansas City when they did a lot of the same stuff out the gate when they rebranded and they talked like this. No, they they sort of did, but at least Sporting rooted their whole identity which again i called it I, I thought it was dumb at the time and I, and I was wrong i mean it's a success and i've come to accept it It doesn't mean i think it was the right move but at the time at least they were rooting this in okay sporting is a thing that sort of comes with soccer and it's not really so- soccer only but they had this notion and you know for wh- everything that they did it was still it still felt bro- rooted in some sort of reality not this not <laughs> i mean I don't know. I, it's, if it wasn't L.A., you wouldn't have as much problem with it. Just be honest. 
Be honest. It's the fact it's LA. No, no. It's the fact that this is how LA no, does stuff. No. And it's how everyone in the world hates the way LA does stuff. No, things. it actually probably would be worse if it wasn't LA. I mean, that's the truth, right? It would be it would feel even more forced if it wasn't LA. If probably. It, if it, this it, yeah, if this was uh Atlanta doing this, you might be like, oh well, technically, isn't it kind of Atlanta's colors we're using anyway? It, it's Atlanta's colors, it's DC United's colors. Are we just gonna be red and black forever now? Is that just going on? Is that what's but happening? But you think of it though, in LA and even in Atlanta, that's Falcons colors. Yes. It makes sense. Yes. This is kind of a spin on Raiders colors, which sells well no, in LA. But it's going to be re- the red and the it's black. It's riot colors. It is riot colors. And by the way, missed opportunity because they could have gone. They could have gone and resurrected the LA riot. I mean, how much fun would it be to hear the supporters group? The Black Army, I guess. Black Army 1850 is buying in to the LAFC concept after Chivas uh, died. So that, that, was it, Wait, which one was the one we don't want? The, the Ultra one? Or which one was the one that's actually kind of like nasty and like... I didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know if she, I don't know if Chivas had one of those. I know San Jose has one of those. That's the the. I hope they never something. had a song called Chivas till I die because that's kind of awkward now. Then <laughs> Chivas died first. You never want to. You never want to outlive your club, Jared. No, so, I'm know. Chivas till Chivas dies, not Chivas that's till right. I die. All right. So I mean, look, maybe they'll figure this out. Maybe this will work. But when you put and it's it's the whole thing. Let's we're marketing to millennials. I mean, you say which way is worse, the the douchey fedora graphic designer LA team, or if they went with like the LA surf? Well, that'd be worse. That would definitely be worse because that's that's the very that's the eighties early nineties version of what MLS's team could have been, right? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like one of the the basketball teams in Double Dribble. Like the Boston yes. somethings. And I think it was. I think it was one of the teams in Double Dribble. I don't think it was right, a surf. I, I can't remember if it was a surf or not, but it was something like that. Yeah. Or was it Blades of Steel? Was Blades of Steel? Was it LA, no. was it LA Surf? No. Oh, the LAT? I don't remember. LA Sharks? Was it LA Sharks? Or is that, am I thinking I of. I, 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 you might be I don't I'm know. I'm sure there was a shark somewhere. Uh, you know, it's. it's, it's well, okay, here's the thing. This is how you would expect a Brooklyn FC team to sure, come out the gate and sure. put it in. And here's the thing. Brooklyn stole a lot from LA. Let's be honest. They took <laughs> LA, San Francisco and Portland and turned it all into something with a bridge, you know, okay. and, right. and, and that's where, that's where Brooklyn came from. It's not if LA's fault, they're going to take some of it back. And listen, I sound like I'm defending LAFC. You know, I'm the guy on the other side of the town. I, I, I'm a galaxy guy, but, I, I want to see what they do. Okay, I'm excited because I thought Chivas could have been a cool thing for the LA vibe, and it wasn't. Here, here's what I think is sort of the nut graph of this story, and and it it's okay graph it, of a nut. No, okay, I'm oh, sorry. That's some sort of, that's sort of jargony. I'm gonna be calling out jargon. I'm using jargon. Apologize for that. No one in the office wears a tie to work, and when they speak, the conversation can be heavy and jargon, undecipherable to most people over the age of forty. But it's a language readily understood by LAFC's target audience. Millennials who are more likely to get their information from a mobile device than a traditional source and to consume their entertainment, including this sounds like a press release online and on by demand. a guy in night that's a baby boomer trying to attract millennials. It's, I, I mean, but this is what here we go. They, they, you're right, they're not wearing ties, they're all wearing douchey ascots. They don't want to be talked at a Roscoe. I don't know who uh, Roscoe is, I, I he must be up at the top here. Um, they want to be talked to. Oh. Uh, this guy is. I'm just going through this. Hold on one second. Uh, Rich Orozco is the. Uh, I guess he's the marketing guy. I mean, I guess he's the main guy here. He is a. They have a staff. He, he, here we go. He calls himself 
a young 42. Wait, wait, you can't call yourself a young 42. I you know! Can't proclaim a young 42. No, you Someone can't. has to proclaim you a young 42. Do you know who calls themselves a young 42? An old 42. And a marketing dude who's like, man, I'm 42, but I'm still cool. We're going to be marketing to millennials, guys. Let's check this you know who out. Who calls himself a young 42? The guy who tries to be best friends with this kid. <laughs> That's exactly right. The, the, the guy that lets his kids smoke his first joint with him. The guy who, when you go over to your buddy's house, he's the dad. He's like, don't call me Mr. Davis. Call me Jason. No, he's there playing like his like his high school kids come over. He's already there playing like uh, GTA. Uh, and he just tosses a controller to his buddy's friend. Like, get some of this, man. That's come on, right. homie. That, you well, know this game? <laughs> except he doesn't say. Yeah, he's like, so uh, so. what's going on, dudes? Like, no, what's up, you know who homies? It is? It's, it's Phil Dunphy. It is Phil Dunphy. That's right. Phil Dunphy's probably a young yes. 42. And yes. I, I mean, come on. Come on. We shouldn't take pot shots at a guy. You shouldn't have said his name. We're taking pot shots at a guy we don't even know. He could okay. be a nice guy. All right. Well, uh, let's. how about this? Uh, maybe we're mischaracterizing Mr. Richard Roscoe. Open invitation. Hey, Rich, come on to a uh, best soccer show. And you know what? You know, we, we don't market ourselves. We're not doing that thing. I mean, we're a podcast. A couple of guys. It's a guy with so many pieces of flair behind him. It's no, ridiculous. But, no, that's just a backdrop. I'm not, we're not, we're not out there calling ourselves hip and young and fresh and whatever, right? We're not doing but that. But here's the thing, Jason. His job is to get LAFC's name out there. And who are we talking about first thing off the show today for at least first 15 minutes? Oh, so you think first they win? Club. You think it's a win? It's a win if that's what if, if his ultimate goal is to have the, the brand talked about and we just read everything that's in his press release, exactly whatever they wanted said, we just gave it time. So <laughs> is it not mission accomplished? It's not a press release, but I imagine that they basically set it up that way. Well, hey, Kevin Ke- Baxter's I'm sorry, Ke- not, it's Kevin yeah, Baxter's article. It's Kevin Baxter, Baxter's article. And he probably did legwork. I mean, I, I obviously went to the to the, the offices as they exist. And again, maybe I'm not so critical. Maybe I'm not skewering this whole approach. If it wasn't for some of the stuff they do on Twitter, which I think is insanely stupid. Insane. I mean, I'm not even saying it's like damaging. I'm just saying it's so dumb. You're like, why are you even what is going on here? Why are you making this choice? Make a better choice. You know, set if you're gonna set yourself up as cool and hip and whatever, cutting edge millennial football club of Los Angeles, then don't don't do hokey marketing gimmicks on Twitter. I'm just saying. I would say let's not be careful how far we go on the criticism side because looking back at Sporting Kansas City, they nailed it. They oh, nailed I you, it. I thought you were going to say because they could be owned by somebody who's part of an international ring uh, to determine some way to – what is it, what was the it again? The New World Order. The New World Order, but it was all about aging, right? Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, they're, they're trying to get this, the heart from inside a uh, a figurine and stuff like that. <laughs> it was weird. Digging up uh, big plots in like Mexico or Honduras or somewhere. Nicaragua. Like that. Nicaragua, that's right. And Nicaragua, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's check in with nine one seven. You're on the air. Oh yeah! Wow, that was that was fast. Okay, hello, hello guys. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm going to take up a, a point that's not too popular. I'm here to defend FIFA and its existence. FIFA? We're we're not the talking existence or the members of. We're we're talking about LAFC. What's going on with What's going on with FIFA? What happened with FIFA? Uh, something new with no, FIFA? No, nothing, nothing. No, nothing happened with FIFA. It's just that this is a point that I, that has been going through my head uh, as all this stuff has been going down down with all the guys that have been arrested and all this kind of stuff. But you know, it's it's and, and I know that you guys aren't talking about this, and I haven't been able to hear the show, so I do apologize for that, and I'm sorry right, if sorry. I no, sorry. you guys off on a tangent. But it's something that's just been in my head for like months ever since this thing went down. And it's like, 
absolute power corrupts absolutely. Sure. But if it weren't for FIFA, I can just imagine how many other organizations and leagues there would be uh, in existence that would be trying to pull nations from one side to another. And then we would have what? Maybe we would have two world champions or... I mean, how many how many uh, FIFA World Cups have there been? 15, so, 16, so and we know turning, exactly how this... many champions there have been. But if that wouldn't have been me. the case, then we would have had, like, what happened here with the NFL and the AFL, and then they had to merge and all that kind of stuff, you know? I'm sorry, I'm just, I mean, taking, I'm just what... taking an Instagram picture while you were talking. What was this sorry, about? I forgot I was on camera. I totally <laughs> flipped you off my, over your shoulders. I, I, I totally forgot I was on camera. I don't think, um, you, I don't think you made it. But here's my thing. So he's treating this like it's the like it's boxing or world or, or, or wrestling. Like, don't have different belt holders, so we should thank <laughs> FIFA for not having to worry about different belt but holders. At least we have one organization rather than a confusing milieu of many, or well, not a milieu, morass of many organizations. You know what? I think I think title belts would be fun, like WBA, WBC, <laughs> IBF. Why not? Why not have four world champions, Jared? And you know what? I, you but, could. Yeah, I, 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 that would annoy me. I know. I'm just kidding. Look, uh, FIFA's. Yeah. Ex- but, but you you can't say that a that's like thinking the empire for blowing up the, like like uh, Alderaan because at least then there's not a whole bunch of different <laughs> factions. It's better to have one empire. <laughs> it, it's still the empire. It's still the bad guys. Yeah, it is still the it's still bad guys. I'm not defending their actions. I'm just defending their existence. That if they wouldn't have been around, then we would have had that that situation. And also, like, what's this fellow saying that that is that that was? I, I believe that he was on your show, uh, Jason. Was the uh, Jennings? And he's saying that the United States should actually take the position of, of pulling itself out and skipping on a couple of World Cups. And then after that, other nations will follow because the United States is, 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 is powerful like this in this way. It's like, uh, no, that, that just doesn't work. If all of a sudden the United States goes in one direction and then a couple of other nations follow, then what's going to wind up happening is that you're going to have a smaller league and then they're going to have their own little teeny tiny you know what? World Cup you know with maybe what? Hold only on. 20 countries I participating. Did, I didn't catch your name. I apologize for that. You know what? Sometimes you have to destroy something bad to get to someplace good. I mean, you have to break things apart. You have. Thanks for the call. You have to destroy. Is that from the Notebook? I don't know. I made it up. It's, I'm sure somebody oh, okay. said it somewhere. I'm not a, being original, but sometimes you have to. You know, you have to tear down. If you love something, sometimes you gotta set it free. You have to tear down the evil tower so that the flower can grow. No, but I get where the caller's coming from because if you can isolate two things, then I'm on board with him. If you can isolate FIFA. From those who represent FIFA, he's right. FIFA as an institution is important, good, and maybe even one of the better things for football. If you take the people who are running it out of it. And I just don't know a lot of people can do that, though. I don't think a lot of people can separate those two things. Yeah, It's like saying if the Supreme Court is good, except for if it was all loaded with crappy judges. Well, sometimes it is. 443, you're on the air. Hey guys, don't really know what you're talking about, uh, but I assume it's FIFA and the whole sh- stuff going on with them, right? Well, we were, we were talking stuff, about yeah. LAFC, and then we got derailed into a FIFA discussion. Now we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about because we serve the people, because we are here for the millennials, Jared. Mm. All right, so I remember um, Jason, you were talking about on uh, Soccer Morning how like the Netherlands they send out a lot of guys. Um, to other leagues. I'm not going to talk about that with the MLS, but I had a question. Do you think MLS needs to get more on the loans, like have more guys on the loan, send out loans, bring in loans, stuff like that? Uh, because I know like 
young as I went to Bruce Dortmund, they do that a lot. Do you think that would help hurt MLS, or do you think it would make a difference? Well, I'll well, hang look, up and then I, I, let you guys talk. All right, thanks for the call. I think that's... Well, a few years ago, Don Garber came out and said that this is not going to be a loan league. Yeah, I don't and think they like it. As we, a sir, we, then we proceeded to let guys loan in, like Manchester yeah. City guys and all sorts of stuff like that. But yeah, but yeah. I, I agree with Garber, Garber's sentiment in that I'd rather... it. I see where he's coming from in that we don't want to be seen as a league that just is for people's loan players. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, yeah. you can get certain guys that can help this league. If someone give me Giovinco on a loan, if Juventus had given Toronto FC Giovinco on a loan, you take that loan. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, yeah, look, as of, I don't know about that there should be a policy. I mean, it should be up to the club. You want to loan in, play, you want to bring players in on loan? Do it. You're going to lose them. You're not going to be able to build around it them. It should be, but MLS has to sign off and everyone yeah, I know. 305, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Gringo Mark calling from New York. Hey, Gringo Mark, what's going on, man? Talk a little bit, U.S. men's national team. Uh, I don't know if the 35, 35 preliminary roster has come out. It, it, has it come out? 35 man. Is it out? Is it out? There's one out. Yeah, I it's supposed seen to be. It. It's supposed to be released. Uh, I haven't seen the Mexico either, so I, I just I just heard that there out. was going to be one. I haven't actually heard that there is a roster. If that exists, okay. I haven't seen it, Mark. All I, I know, haven't seen it either. All I know is I saw people commenting on Twitter about how dumb it was that they were going to make them have a 35-man roster for a single game. Yeah, I think it has I something see to from, do with, uh, with it's the FIFA, from, uh, day being I, a FIFA day permission from the club. But the other comment that I had was about the pairing of, of uh, Beasler and Gonzalez, that apparently everybody's suggesting that that should be the, the starting pairing for the, for the Mexico game. It's okay. as good as any. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I, I just have a little different take on that. I mean, every time I think of, of Beesler, you know, I have that image of the Belgium game where he gets thrown on the floor by Lukaku. And granted, 90% of defenders in the world would have probably gone to the floor against Lukaku, but that's like a perception that I have with him. And the same thing, sort of the same thing happened on the All-Star game when they played Tottenham against Harry Kane where he fell on the floor, and then, you know, Mark Gonzalez got caught backpedaling, and Keen score. Yeah, I mean, but I can also point to the game in Azteca where Omar Gonzalez marked Mexico out of the game. I mean, yeah. there's good ones, too. Just what do you want to believe in? It's up to you. I'm not going to put a lot of stock in a friendly. Just not. Right. Just not. Um, as for Beasler and, Lu- and Lukaku, I mean, okay, that's a mistake. Beasler's not a world-class defender, but I think I trust him more than either he Alvarado or. That's what I'm saying. He's better he, for me. He's more trustworthy than Alvarado or Brooks. The closest thing we have is Fabian Johnson as a fullback. Beasler had an awful game this weekend, says Trevor. The entire Sporting Kansas City team had an awful game this weekend against Orlando. They also flew across the country after a midweek match in Portland for that, and they time to a post and burn him. He had one bad game. I mean, look, I don't think Matt Beasler is the answer for 2018. But you, right now. you need to win one game, Mark. I mean, right. Uh, that to me, this is very much like there's. We always do this hypothetical, right, Jared? If you had to win one game, who would you start, or who would you do? What would you do if you were the head coach? You had to win one game to right now, today. This is Jurgen uh, you know, Klinsmann's hypothetical. Along, along with, I got a hypothetical for you in terms of Jurgen Klinsmann. I'm gonna make this into a pick your poison for you too regarding Klinsmann and uh, the U.S. national team. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on one second. Okay. Up, up. I could have given you more time. If it meant getting rid of Jurgen Klinsmann, would you uh, 
be okay with U.S. losing to Mexico and missing the Confederations Cup? No, nope, not even, nope, not in a million years. No, no. Okay, no. I think I, there's people out there who say yes. Maybe there are, and I know that I am apparently King Klinsman hater, but I'm not trading that. I want my team to win. I want my team to go have an opportunity in the Confederations Cup. Hell but no is their long-term win. version of winning include your Klinsman? I don't think that's a that that. I don't think that you could be selling short term short term game for long term game. Maybe, but you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So why would you trade a certainty, win the game, go to the Confederation Cup, beat the beat Mexico again for something you don't know is if that's going to happen? I mean, if if it's, they're going to get better without Clinton, you know what I'm saying? Like, Clinton well, I was be- thinking the the only thing that I can think of at this point that would get rid of Klinsman is players. Oh yeah, complete vocal. a complete mutiny. That's the only thing that could. Ch- That's the only change. way it's going to happen because for all his contract's too big. Yeah, he, somebody would have to say somebody of 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 real import. I mean, we're talking Clint Dempsey, Michael Bradley, Tim Howard, Brad Guzan. Who else? I mean, that's it. That's the list, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe Josie. Yeah, Josie's at this maybe, point, Josie doesn't have enough good. Uh, I don't think he's got the credit to do it. One of those people would have to stand up and say, you know what? I don't like playing for this team right now. I don't like the direction we're headed. I'm I'm turning down a call now. You burn a bridge probably for life. You do that. You're done. Well, you him, burn a bridge yeah, with that coach. Vela, burn, Carlos no. Vela did in Mexico. Yeah. Well, okay. Vela. Yeah. I mean, but Mexico went through so many coaches that they kind of wiped the slate clean for him, and he played so well in in Europe. I think that if you're if you're a Dempsey or a Bradley, first of all, Bradley would never do that. So let's throw him out. I, I'm not going to say Bradley would never do that. I think Bradley would do it if it was a triumvirate of Bradley. Dempsey oh Howard. Do you if know those three guys did it together? I don't think any of them should do it alone. But if those three guys did it together, they could pull it off and and not have anything bite back on them. Oh my god! Okay, hold on. I got one for you. Klinsman's going to lose his job one way or another. Your choice. Sweet. Your choices are the triumvirate you just uh, identified says we're not playing for him anymore and he gets fired, or we lose to Mexico by a five nothing scoreline and he gets fired. Which one do you want? Triumvirate. Okay, I, I think that's more damaging long term. Nat- no, it's a natural way of it happening oh. at least because it's, it's natural, but it's really it. You don't have to give everything. up your short term gain that you want. Oh man, but you would how it would it would only work. Thanks for the call, Mark. I gotta let you go. It would only work if you could completely segregate Klinsman's period as Nash team head coach. Completely put him on an island all by himself and say the rest of the program is safe space and we're all good because I like that we're imagining these three guys is like they're in the bunker of unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt <laughs> and like there's really nothing wrong outside all they have to do is poke their head up and they would see that together oh, they could man. leave anytime they want yeah <laughs> yeah but that's but, but it, there's a psychological construct there's a there's a you know it's it's the social compact right like you go out into the world and you get in your car and you start it up and you drive down the street you don't know that the guy coming the other direction isn't going to swerve head on into you. You just have to trust that he's going to drive straight in his lane. I got an idea. I got a way they can let them know it's okay. Okay. Why don't we just start a hashtag of it's okay? <laughs> and we just have soccer listeners in America just, tweet to these players and say, okay, Michael Bradley, Tim Howard, Clint Dempsey. It's okay, okay my, if my, you want to say that I, you're not happy. It's funny. I like it. I, I think it's... It's, it lets them know it's, it's very Jay Rodius, but uh, uh, just as okay. long as we're not treading on some social causes that are actually ma- that actually matter in life, as long as we're not actually like going into bad territory with that. What? I'm just saying, like you know, it'll be I'm okay. Just let them know it's okay, okay. if they want right. to speak up, if they want to say, 
I, I think the American U.S. men's national team fan base need to let these guys know that we got their back if they want to okay. make this move. All right, we, we got we're, we're for the players, not okay. But that's, I don't think this is. I don't think this movement gets as much momentum as you think. I think there are plenty of people still on board with the Klinsman program. Three hundred one, you're on the air. Hey, Amir from DC. What's going on, Amir? Um, I was gonna switch it a little to MLS, but okay. first, what I want to say is. What if the Sunu Gulati before the Mexico game, right? He meets with Klinsman and says, no matter what, you're getting fired after this game. What kind of lineup do you think Klinsman comes out with? Well, I don't see why you'd ever do that. No, no. I mean, he, hypo- I, what if? What well, if? okay, but see, the hypothetical. <laughs> I think the better scenario is you win or you're fired, and then he fires him either way afterwards if he wants. That, that's, that's the baller move. That's 100% the baller move. Now, if Klinsman is coaching for his job, what does he do? What does he do? He puts the most defensive lineup possible out there. Probably the same one he's going to put out anyway. <laughs> okay. If it's going to be a bucket. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're right about that. Get to the chopper! Here's the crazy thing. If his job was on the line for a one-game-only game, Michael Roscoe-Fuscal would still be in that lineup. <laughs> you know, and like, there's dudes that would still be in that lineup because that dude is deluded. By the way, uh, it seems like it's... Very questionable whether Fabian Johnson will be back and in game shape for October 10th. So just be ready for that, people. Just be, you know, steal Timothy yourself. Chandler right back. Yeah, steal yourself. For the ch- well, he's hurt. He's definitely not going to be ready. So I think he'll still be in the lineup. <laughs> he's going to limp out there. That's how much Klinsman loves him. <laughs> Can he whack people with his crutches? Because that might make him a better defender. I- yeah, that would be the only way he could be able to uh, stop guys from going around him, I think. Uh, Amir, uh, MLS, what, what's your thought of, uh, on MLS? All right, well, uh, kind of an awkward situation for uh, being a D.C. fan. Uh, a little over four weeks ago, I was trumping up, you know, supporter shield. Now I'm happy with a draw away to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, ouch, right? Ouch. Trumped and- it up, really. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think that they're going to be, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. I think they need uh, a win on the weekend or a draw and some help. They're going to get, they're going to get in eventually. They might not be the first team to do it, but they're going to get in. I, I think, man, I didn't watch any of that game, so I can't really comment necessarily on what happened out in Colorado, Amir. But the, they, dude, they drew Colorado. We have been. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I know. I know. Burn bomb head. I know. And we've been consistent. I think. I know your reaction was, hey, this is my team. I'm going to big them up. But Jared and I have been pretty consistent for about four or five months now that nothing about DC United got us really excited. Like, it doesn't, it wasn't going anywhere. Did we yeah, think they, it was? They, they just don't float my boat, man. <laughs> Until Sabriel came. Even then, it was it still. It looked positive then. Well, okay. Honestly oh, yeah, it looked better. Since he signed, like, it's been, like, that's when the bad starts started happening and everything just started going downhill. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, 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 and I hate this feeling. Yeah, but uh, Amir, even though he's joined your team, do you realize that in the last one, two, three, four, five, five games, your team has scored three goals in the last five games? Three that's goals. That's what I'm saying. Five he's games. been disappointing. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's and reason. that's not too different than the way it was the most of the season where they were getting one zero wins, right. one, one zero zero draws. I mean, it, 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 I know it's changed and it's looked a little bit better since he came around, but uh, the, the results aren't that much better aside from that three-game win streak they had a couple about a month ago. And it's not you look. There's a reason RSL traded him to DC. You know what I mean? Saborio is creaking along a little bit. And he's what he's only 30 years old, right? Or how old is he? He's a little bit he's older. Than that range. Oh, he's 33. Oh, okay. Well, 
you know, he's hit Jesus Even age Jared now, age. so it's uh, it, it's he said he hit Jared age. Is no, that what he said, said right there? I don't know what he said. Even Gerard, Gerard. Oh man, I was like, first of all, thank you because I wish I was thirty three again. You know, Gerard's one of those guys that like I know I'm, my birthday's in a couple of weeks. I'm gonna be old, like officially old, almost as old as you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And but Gerard, Gerard feels like one of those guys who who. I keep thinking he's older. Than, like, I have this sense he's... I know he's not. Like, I know he's not older than me, but I can't feel like he's older than me. That's like me and Pirlo. That guy's the same age as me. I know he's a year younger than me. I'm like, holy crap, do I look like that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> how How is Pirlo a year younger than me? I know, right? <laughs> I, <that's, laughs> I, I had this discussion. Thanks for the call, Amir. I'm going to let you go. I had this discussion with i was out i've got a couple stories i was out with my girlfriend this weekend and we mm. saw we saw Kumail Nanjani on for uh, saturday night which was really cool oh how was it it was awesome he was he was hilarious um nice but we had this discussion about like when you feel like an adult or when you become and i and i, I sort of laid out this whole thing about how i think in the modern world we just never feel like adults anymore like you always feel like you're still a kid right even when you're 40 I don't think it like clicks in, and now you're drinking scotch and smoking cigars. My my, my dad. I mean, I, I think a few. Not to get too heavy. My dad. A few months before, like he passed away, he would remember him telling me, he "Goes like on the inside, he goes, I feel like I'm 16 every day. You know, like I still see as myself as 16 right. until I look in the mirror. I think it's all about like knowing that you don't know anything. You know, we're we're all just walking yeah. around trying not to run into crap. Like we're trying just to live like." make do and i think we're and and then and then you're 45 and you do a double ball heel flick and you're like you are 16 again <laughs> look at you that's the old school j-rodius we're gonna try to get to some more mls and there's certainly some things that are interesting that came out of this weekend but yeah the the klinsman double ball heel flick now i want to spend a lot of time on this because it is from the chili game in january so we're going way yeah. back here now yeah this I I only became acquainted with this. I got Robert on the line. Robert, hold on a second. I only became acquainted with this because Trevor brought it up when he was searching for cool things on Reddit, basically. Yeah, when, when Trevor was doing his his, his Monday meme search, meme search, you know, like. So he goes, "Whoa, why didn't I see this before?" And he sends it to me, and my brain melted like in that second. If you haven't, no, seen you it, you told me when we I got on here, like, there's no way this is real. I don't think it's real that he hits both balls. I'm telling you, and listen, I, when we got on the show, before we started recording, I told you that I watched this happen live. I know. I don't you know said why that. this is a big deal today. This was on live TV because that night. I think it's a, I think it's a, I don't think it's a camera trick. I think it's an optical illusion. I don't think. think <laughs> it's an optical illusion. I think both balls arrive in the same plane as his foot at the same time. He definitely heel flicks one ball. Okay. He definitely this is just an, another example of what Klinsman's saying. The media doesn't know anything. Okay. But that is impossible to do. <laughs> that is not. You're telling me the man, two balls. I watched a guy do a barrel roll like an F-14 and score a goal this weekend for Manchester United. Don't tell me what's not possible. Okay. But they, come on. That, that, <sighs> There's no way those two balls arrived simultaneously go at his find foot. A, go find a, 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 a feed of that game, a replay of that game. You'll find it. It's in there. I no, watched no, no. it happen live. I, I, but I've got a crystal clear gif of it. I don't need a replay. What I'm telling you is that I don't think it happened the way it looks like it happened. I th- And I'm Zapruder filming the hell out of this thing. I'm going back a frame. <laughs> frame by frame. I'm going up a frame. I'm going back a frame. The neck goes forward, then back. I think, and somebody pointed, somebody pretty quickly on Twitter was like, 
No, if you see, if you look at the the other ball, it definitely hits the ground. What the- someone needs to do is take a a a a gold cup trophy and the Concacaf Champions Cup trophy and have them both coming in and kick them, <laughs> Klinsman kick them both away once he messes this I, game up. I, in I, I just think, I just think it didn't happen. I just think it didn't. Not the way it looks like it happened. Because it, it melts your brain. Watch it, if you, especially in a GIF form, watching it over and over and over, Jared. It becomes like this thing that buries a hole. It's like a you hole. forget that Jurgen Klinsmann was a damn good player no, no, no. in his day. No, no, no. I know Jurgen Klinsmann has still got skills. I realize that. I'm not doubting the man's ability to take... I mean, not, they don't have anything to do with a whiteboard and a marker, but he's got skills. <laughs> I'm, not thinking, I'm not saying that... He doesn't have the ability to heel flick a ball out of midair and, and do what he did with one ball. I just don't think it's, a, it's possible that both balls arrived Jason, so you just need to realize that for si- some of us, two balls is, is, is something we can deal with. <laughs> Robert, go ahead. Hello, guys. Uh, first of all, I'm with uh, Jared. I, and, but I wanted to talk about um, uh, Don Garver's comments. He, uh, he made the other week while he was in England, and... Last week it was uh he he made, he said a lot of comments but there was one that I don't think got in, enough attention and it was uh he said that uh America should follow soccer or the world's game because and by its rules and he said it's during the international break and I was remembering like you guys were talking about earlier you you guys are old so you guys probably remember um the first 10 years of MLS because uh, last week during the international break, I was watching some of the European qualifier games. And at the same time, all that sports ball on them. And I saw college soccer on one TV. And then that's how MLS was, you know, with the clock going backwards and no, no draws, but you had to end up with shootouts. And yeah, but that's what he's course, talking you know, about. The, the famous hey, Gavin Rowan Robert. when Bob Bradley switched R- out. R- Robert, Robert has heard legends of a time R- when <laughs> these things happened to old people. He's seen tomes that outline. Yeah, look, Robert, that's what he was talking about. Look, I know that there's irony that he said it right off the international break when MLS had a bunch of players missing, and uh, you know we can maybe somehow jam that I, into the I, rules. But geez, I talk, chalk this up to when I'm at a party with a lot of my friends who I know are conservatives, and so I end up saying things I don't really mean just so I don't like seem out of place. My <laughs> man was sitting in England, the home of soccer, and he's got all these ideas about how we want to bastardize it, and he's just kind of like, oh, I'm not going to upset your house and put my, my shoes all over your couch, you know, so well, I'm going to say a couple nice okay, things but, here. But I do, I do think MLS is pretty committed to following the laws of the game. That's, that's what he meant. He didn't mean international breaks. This is the equivalent of me saying Trump's got some good ideas when I'm at my friend's house. Okay, I don't think it's like that at all. I think he really did mean that MLS isn't going to mess with the clock. They're not going to make the goal bigger. They're not going to, because they, they really can't if they want to We're going to do instant replay. You know that. Yeah, but only if FIFA says, okay, go ahead. Like, only if FIFA stands up on their pedestal and says, oh, you can do this. We're going to go full field turf. You know that's so going to happen, right? Nah, I don't think that's going to happen. He also wants to do a challenge flag. <laughs> challenge flags. All right. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what the millennials want. Maybe it is. Uh, Robert, are you... Uh, are you a millennial? Is LAFC marketing? Wait, are we going to gonna let him just go with the like that that dirty Absolutely cold like, like remark he made? Oh, the old man joke. Yeah, that's like, he just totally threw that in there. We're acting like that didn't happen. Yeah, may- maybe we should lay out the rules. It's okay. Wait, for- wait, yeah, I'm sorry. It's but, a- Jason, weren't you uh, talking about gaining the, the couple gray hairs on the on your chin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robert, Robert. We're allowed to call ourselves old. I'm allowed to call Jared old. He's allowed to call me whatever like he wants. It's like calling a fat chick fat to her face, dude. You can't call you as the caller as 
<laughs> you can't do it, man. Come on. It's like M- like Eminem can't use certain words, even though he's in hip hop. I mean, you're in our house. You got to be polite in our house, don't you? I mean, you know, like I said, we can maybe throw some okay, things. Okay, well, well established chin hair. <laughs> All right, well, talk about your other now hair. that we've addre- now oh. we now we've addressed this, uh, Robert. First of all, how old are you, Robert? Twenty-eight. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> spring chicken. You're so young. Um, are you? I, you're, I guess you're an. First of all, do you consider yourself a millennial? No. Okay, but if okay. You, but regardless of that fact, what do you make of the way LFC? I, you know, I can't ask him this. He's biased. He's a Galaxy is, fan. Is he a Galaxy guy? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a Galaxy fan. Uh, okay, yeah, then. I go Galaxy. We got jumping on the bandwagon. Okay, he's not jumping on the bandwagon. I, I gotta let you go, Robert. I mean, that's the. Yeah, I should have. I should have just dumped it's him. Salt us in our house, yeah. and then like. All right. Well, so so we've addressed this this GIF situation. Go look for it. I think it's on the Soccer Morning feed. Jared, uh, Trevor will probably put it out on the Best Soccer Show feed as well. Uh, I don't think it happened. Go seriously, frame by frame that that thing, because uh, yeah. Uh, Jared, we have found out where Precky is. Did you know that? No, I did not know. Where'd you find him? Like Carbonite? I did not what? find him. He is, uh, as a per a report by Grant Wall and Brian Strauss, because of course they'd be the ones to find him. It took two guys to find him. <laughs> he is in England, hanging out with his boy who used to own Leicester and once owned a, an indoor team in the United States. They're both they're both Serbian. Okay. His boy is Serbian, rich dude. Kind of a kind of like uh, if a guy who flipped houses did it with soccer clubs instead, he kind of does that. He's bought a couple of different clubs, flipped them over, sold them for more money. He did it with Leicester last. Well that's, played. That's why the Leicester link came up, I think, when when Brecky originally resigned. So let me get this straight. Then he quit his job without another job ready. Apparently, now the story says that he his his man his friend his Serbian dude is looking to buy another club. That Preki is advising him, and that Preki will step into the coaching role when that say when that club is. Purchased. I got a feeling. I got a feeling Preki got catfished on this one. He had a wife. That's what I think. Some chick, some chick online sent him a fake pic. You know, like you could manage this club. Look how big my stands are. You know, like talking all this stuff. He leaves his wife, travels across the the world, gets there, and he got the equivalent of like a, a like a dude posing as a chick to him. I think I think that maybe they thought something was lined up and then it fell apart. And you know what? I can speak yeah, from experience I, I, I here. They, I can't believe he left a great team like I, I, I that's on the up without something in writing. I, I, I realize that, but I think that he was probably done. I think, you know, look, Precky's got an ego. We all know that, right? Precky believes in Precky. And I think he just said, you know, enough of this small potatoes USL stuff. Uh, you know, maybe he's got some cash stowed away, or maybe his Serbian friend was going to watch after him for a while, and he just said, "Hey, let's go, let's go chase this dream." Did you guys do the "Where in the world is Pedrag Bradlasladovic"? I wish we had somebody that could sing well enough to do that and say "Pred Predrag Bradlas whatever what 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 is what's it what was it what was the the uh, the um the band called that was on the, oh, the television uh, show? They um, were Rockapella, my friend. Rockapella, yeah. What's Rockapella doing these days? <laughs> I, I mean, they got to be around retainer somewhere, right? We can we can get them going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn Thigpen was the the what was her what was the the woman who basically told on the game on the show she told you where to go and. Like did the oh she was the host she was the host basically but it was more like she yeah. was like the boss of the detective agency that was sending you out oh yeah Acme and detective or something, something like, like that, that. Was that was she called? was also in Lean on Me that's why I always make that connection she was she was the crazy mom in Lean on Me the one who kept making a big deal about getting Joe fired you remember that 
she was. Oh, you're right. Holy crap! I never made that connection. Yeah. Yep. Same. Same. Same lady. The chick that 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 that, that was on the steps with the megaphone, and then yes. Joe takes it away from her at the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That had yeah. to feel good, yeah. Joe. And uh, I believe she's passed away. So uh, rest in peace, Lynn Thinkman. All right. Uh, so we've addressed where is Brecky. He's in England, just trotting around looking for a club. Apparently, with uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's got a lot of cash. They're gonna buy a club, and it's it's very strange. Like I've never heard of that dynamic before. Like. We're going to buy a club and you're going to just get the coaching job. Like he's already been picked and it's not, I don't know. I, I don't think that's too odd. That's like you got a friend that's a con- uh, like a general contractor. You're like, hey, I'm just looking for the right piece of land. But when I do, I'm going to have you build the house. I guess. Or I'm but gonna- that, that contractor can still work, I guess. Until, yeah, <laughs> until right. Exactly. Contract. Yeah. It's like it, 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 yeah, I'm trying to think of a, something along those same lines, like uh, I don't know, a, a restaurant general manager. I don't have the restaurant yet, but you're totally my general manager when I buy the place. A question from our boy Bosnian Joe, Joe Selton. He says, when will California get an NWSL team? Uh, it's all ownership, right? It's all ownership group. I mean, maybe LAFC will be the team that steps maybe, up. What do we maybe. think about an MLS crossover with NWSL? Uh. I, I mean, obviously, Orlando might be getting in the business of NWSL. I think that's good for that league. Um, you know, I, obviously, you know, the Galaxy could do something and probably do it pretty big. I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't necessarily get into that business. Um, you know, it just whatever. It's they, also, the, well, I guess it's not as simple as that, Dim, because then MLS is in the women's soccer business because there is these yeah, aren't that's already, owned. That's already happening. That's already no. They they are in. They they are. I think Orlando City is going to run and operate and own their team. I don't similar know- to Portland, I'm sure, but yeah. there isn't a LA an LA Galaxy women or there or a or a Portland Timbers women's team. It's Portland Thorns. No, no, there are their own franchise with their own yeah. branding, their own identity. I think that's important. I mean, the Houston Dash. But from an ownership group standpoint, I think it's better for my brand to have it all under one umbrella with one name. Yeah, but I don't think that. Well, I, if I'm in an NWSL, I don't really want that. Because then you are definitely overshadowed. How is it any different than how Liverpool has a women's team? Arsenal has a women's team. They're all called Arsenal because, women. And- because there's a little bit more entrenched soccer sexism working over there. If you know what is I mean. Is it sexist? Is it sexist? Well, there's also, okay, there's also the fact that those are 100-year-old it's clubs. business. Okay, but those are 100-year-old clubs. They've established identities over the course of generations. But so they also tra- take a bigger risk with those identities by taking the risk on women's soccer as well. I guess I don't think they put a lot of money into those endeavors. Um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's weird. You know, I I think NWSL needs some of the stuff MLS can offer, but they also want to stand on their own two feet, and I, I respect that. I mean, I, I think that they want to be their own thing and not necessarily be Orlando City Women's Soccer. You know, Orlando City Soccer Club Women's Division. You know, well, that doesn't that doesn't give off. I mean, to be to be equal, truly, you kind of have to be. Your own thing, I think. I don't know. Okay, another question here. This one from Solomon Martinez, and uh, he says, please talk about the Revs. Yes, I know. We're going to get to some MLS. All right, we've got about 15 minutes left here. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that since, uh, since we started late. So let's dive directly into the Major League Soccer from the weekend, Jared. Uh, let, okay, I- I'm going to do this. We'll defer. Let's talk about your boys because they were uh, rolling. Nothing. They were rolling. Hey, no, we, what, no, zero, zero. We don't talk about that. Oh, my God. I, oh my yes. God! That is loophole. That's loophole. The rule. Oh my God! That's not. Damn, dog! That's in a pro. Wow, that's true. We can't talk about the. Oh my yes. goodness gracious! All right. Oh, all right. that makes me so happy. Moving. 
we will probably talk about them in the in the context of the playoff race. So just be prepared okay. for that sort of All thing. Right. Um, you know, uh, I don't know that there's anything re- majorly surprising from this weekend. You had New York coming back to beat Chicago. Chicago always gives them trouble, but the the Rebels found a way. Uh, Columbus, Kai Kumar scoring 19 and 20. That might be a nice place to start. Uh, t- New England continues to roll. Maybe that's where it is. Because if we're talking about best soccer show, Stampa Sexy, it probably goes to New England Revolution right now. I mean, it's back. It's back. The sexiness is back. I mean, Jermaine Jones is back. Lee Wynn is playing like Lee Wynn. I think what it really needed, and this is it, this is true from years past as too as well. It needed a different haircut. The New England Revolution <laughs> needed a different hair theme. They go with a different hair theme. Lee Wynn gets some color. Diego Fagundes gets some color. I mean, yeah, but is, sudden, it a, is it a good look? Is it a good look? I'm saying all it needed was a change. Okay, is <laughs> a rally right. had a good look? Probably not. No, you're right. But you're right. Okay, it's a good point. Look, but, good point. Can we get, talk for a second about how many different styles Diego Fagundes is trying to cram into one face? <laughs> He's, it's like he. It's like someone took a douchey Mr. Potato Head and made it into Diego Fagundes. He's a young person, Jared. He's finding himself. You can't have a chin strap he, and like a skunk streak. He's finding himself. Uh, you know, maybe he wants to be the next guy, Fieri. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, man. Listen, it actually kind of works for him. I'm not gonna lie. He actually has got like, a little bit of a Doth Rocky kind of like thing going on there with that that chin strap. With the, actually, it's kind of a goatee chin strap. It's weird. Let me just say, you'd take his life. You would take his life. You would take not his life. like not like murder. No, you would take his life. You would have. You I would, would take all the things that come with that life. <laughs> that's yes, what I'm saying. And you would wear the chin strap and the haircut. I'm not going to lie that as a 38 year old man, man, that dude's probably doubled my number already. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> that's so wrong. I've had Damn, 18 dog. more years on this purse. earth. I've had I've had old man time on this earth, and that dude's doubled me up. I guarantee it. <laughs> How red am I right now? <laughs> pretty, pretty red right now. You're about as red uh, as that riot. Uh, so uh, like the New England Revolution looking very good again, again. I don't think you know that wasn't a dominant performance. They didn't go on to the, that field and run TFC ragged. TFC actually had their moments. They looked pretty good. They controlled. Oh, a lot oh, of the oh ball. do we have some kind of air horn or something for Giovinco's like uh, double nutmeg with the back heel nutmeg uh, involved know, as well? I, I mean, I can just. Uh, in a game where d- 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 Toronto loses 3-1 and New uh, England puts on a fantastic team goal, the one to build up for Diego Fagundes' goal, that's still what I remember from this game. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, that's, the GIF, that's the GIF culture we live in. That little, that little moment that gets spread all yeah. over the inter- internet and uh, becomes the thing. But, but as I was – and yes, absolutely deserves recognition. Amazing skill, and we love to highlight that skill. That's why the Oh Baby Drop exists is because we want – to give some of that flavor to to MLS when we when we get it because we don't we haven't the gotten professor. enough. Um, but in terms of the game and the balance of the game, again, the Revs didn't control the match, but what they did is they capitalized. I feel bad for Michael Bradley. I mean, that certainly was not. That was one of the most uncharacteristically Michael Bradley moments I've ever seen. I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen him make. I've seen him make an over aggressive mistake. I've seen him. Uh, make, and in that part of the field, Jason. Yeah, I've seen him make bad pra- passes in his uh, uh, in the attacking end. I've probably even seen him make bad passes in his own end with chance to recover. I don't think I've ever seen him slip like that in the box. I've never What's interesting seen that. is that he usually has such good spatial awareness of where the opponent is. Like he feels the guys on his hip. 
like they're two feet from him, but he feels them on his hip. He knows which direction to turn out of uh, out of pressure, and he got taken by surprise. And listen, that if that's the, if it it stands out so staunchly because it's so rare. So I just hope that Michael Bradley is able to just shrug it off and, and treat it that way. Yeah, you know, because last thing I need is a Michael Bradley without confidence going into this Mexico game. Yeah, I know. That's what we're worried about as national team fans. I think for Toronto. It's obviously about making the playoffs. I think they still will, and Javinko is going to be fine. He's still the MVP leader for me. Uh, but but New England, hottest team in the league, five wins in a row. Oh, uh, oh, oh. how did we not talk about this? How, what's what's the Darlington Nagby status right now? Where where do you stand on Darlington Nagby? I think you I think you give him a look. I mean, I think you bring him in a camp. I think you try to get him on the field in a game and see what he can do. I just don't think it happens till January. Okay. Yeah, I got to pick your poison then for you. Oh. Similar to one that we've done before. All right. Sebastian Legette, Darlington Nagmi. We can bring one of them to the to the USA Mexico game. Who do you want to bring? Oh man. Um, do you I, want change of pace, speed, or a guy who's playing well right now and a specific well, position? I, I think Je- I think Legette's a very talented player. I I think I'd probably go with Legette right now. I think I think I would too, but that speed's hard, and especially with the way you think Klinsman wants speed. I mean, look at what he, what he, how he's forcing Yedlin to the team. Look how he's playing his artist on the midfield side. It, not the last game, obviously played him more up and more up top role then, but he values speed. Yeah. So it's like at what point? I mean, he's got to be salivating at the mouth. But if he brings in Darlington Nagby right now, what does that do for his his? There's other guys ahead of him, um, like <laughs> standpoint. Uh, look, Klinsman can get away with anything at this point because nothing he says means anything. So who cares what he says? And Who's... no one's going to push him on anything. No. No one has any power but the players. So once again, players, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm just let you know. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay if you just say something. If you say, it, what, How would we tell kids all the time? You say something, see something. You see something, say something. A stranger danger? Oh, that's different. Sorry. <laughs> see something, say something. It's okay. You always have to have a buddy like to cross the street. What's that one? How's that? Okay, anyway, whatever. Stop, drop, and roll. Where are we? Okay, I'm lost here. All right. Um, so uh, well, that's a good, a good place to to start with. Uh, or to go with Darlington Nabby. Now we'll go back to to MLS a little bit. All right. So New England hottest team in the league. New York winner over Chicago. I, that game was ugly. Again, Chicago gives them trouble. Speed gives them trouble. So yeah. we'll see if that comes to be a problem in the playoffs uh, in the Eastern Conference. You know, we already talked. Who's, who's really got speed in the Eastern Conference, though? Well, I think New I think New England can play that way if they choose to play that way. They just usually don't. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, look, I Lee Wink can run a break. Charlie Davies has got wheels. Juan Agudelo's on the bench right now, but he's he can get he can get in a game. Think about that sentence for a sentence. You just said Charlie Davies has wheels. Do you think you would have said that two years ago? No, probably not. But it's not, it's not yeah. even necessarily the wheels. It's I think Charlie Davies is is a smart player. I mean, I, he plays I, smart runs. Yes, he makes smart smart runs. So if you run a break properly, it almost doesn't matter if you've got blazing speed. You got to be quick enough. But you don't it's have more about spacing. Speed. It's more about spacing. Yeah, it's absolutely more about spacing and timing. And t- again, having somebody run that break who knows when to play that ball. I watched Portland absolutely blow a chance um, in a game when when was that midweek on on Wednesday against Sporting because Fernando Adi just could not slow himself up. On a pass from Diego Valeri, it should have been a goal. It wasn't because, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's go back to this. Columbus, we'll touch on them. Kai Kamara, two goals, nineteen and twenty. If if it's not Javinko for MVP, it's probably Kamara. He's changed that team. He's a 
obviously an incredible goal scorer right now in this league. Yeah. Um, it's we're gonna get a, a twenty goal scorer. You got league. one vote. Who are you going for? I'm going still going for Jovinko. I think he's more important to his team overall. Um, but Kamara, you can't. You really can't. Kamara's uh, making a tough one. Bar- yeah. Robbie Keane's not in that race for you. I don't think he's in it right now. No. I think it's a two horse race at the moment. We'll see what you know. We still got. Yeah, is that is that in a a a a place where he has too many things around him to help him to get those no, votes? No, I just don't think he has been good enough consistently enough over the course of the year. I mean, Kamara has been. Can you remember like a three game run when Kamara was absolutely disastrous? Or not good enough? Or, no, or missing chances. I remember really games where I thought that about Columbus, but not necessarily him. And yeah. probably is when he was way of Sierra Leone, I, I to be honest that, with I you. I think that, you know, obviously Keane's been away a couple of times. I think he hasn't been quite as sharp. And I think that Javinko and Kamara have separated. So, 619, you're on the air. Hey, what's up? It's Fox Show with me, Enrique. What's up, Enrique? Um, I'm just uh, um, back to, going, to go, I'm going to go back a little bit on um, the Nagby uh, story because I, I was going to mention that Total Soccer. Made a not total, uh, top drawer yes. made an article of uh, yes. Nagby if he was playing the right position. So I think we'll call both legit and Nagby because Nagby will be is not a, a winger. No, well, or, the, the, the article or a midfielder, right? Well, I, I don't. That, I haven't is that read Parchman's it. piece. Yeah, it's Parchman's piece. I haven't read it yet, so I need to go back and look at it, Enrique. So I can't really talk about it uh, with any sort of knowledge. And Parchman's a, a genius, so I could probably go with what he says. Uh, but, you know, I think that there's a room on a team like the U.S. national team for a guy with the talent, the kind of talent Darlington Nagby has. I actually think. For that, both. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, look, it, it, if you're a smart coach, you call both of them. We were just playing our game. Uh, but Legette need, needs to get a look, too. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, they, they, you, I'll definitely call both. And uh, and then you're definitely going to take somebody out. Because some of these guys are not performing. And, I think Josie's one of those guys, and who else would you think will probably lose a spot right now? I know J.K. is already losing well, his Well, this spot, isn't happening. This isn't that. happening for Mexico. I don't, thanks for calling, Enrique. That's not happening for Mexico, Jared. He's not going to call. He's not going to change his team over. Uh, it depends if he thinks he needs a. Uh, here's in this game, I'd rather take Alan Gordon than Darlington Agby for this game. Yeah. Okay, I'm with that. Yeah, hundred percent. And that seems weird yeah. to say. I no. know it sounds weird to say. There's probably people out there that are rolling their eyes, but no, that sounds. I'm not saying Alan Gordon's a better soccer player than Darcy Nagby. Yeah, perfectly reasonable in a one-off game. Again, this is what I was saying. You put the hypothetical out there. You have one game to win. Who do you call? Where do you play them? How do you set up? Having Alan Gordon off the bench, is... and I think that's another reason why you bring Lee Win. Why okay. don't you bring Lee Win to this game? You need a game changer with 15 minutes left in the game. You have Alan Gordon. You put Lee Win on that field. You're gonna get a different game than what you've played the first 75 minutes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Orlando three, Sporting Kansas City one. Sporting looks like dog doo doo right now. Uh, uh, Jared, we mentioned already. Beasler didn't look good, but that whole team looked pretty terrible. They're obviously gassed, and this is they won a title in 2013. You can't take that away from them, but it's pretty clear that Vermees program. Makes people tired. It's a little cleansman. It's a little cleansman right Which now. Which makes me interesting how you say you. I heard. I saw in your piece you did with Alexi Lawless for a shocker morning where you talked about you wanting Peter Vermees because, for the new national okay, team but coach. Okay, because I think okay, obviously sporting fit is a thing that he runs day in and day out and training with his team. I just saying that if you were going to pick a coach to get you through over a hump. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe he'd be as guilty as Klinsman of overtraining. I don't know, but at least he has an idea of how, uh, like, some sort of proactive idea about how to play. I, I just don't think Klinsman knows what he wants to do. I think he's like, 
well, I want to play pretty soccer, but I don't. I, I, I'll go with you this on what for one reason and one reason only. At least Vermees would call him Benny Failhaber. Yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> it's 100% true. 100% true. And you know what? So that might be worth it just for that. You know how Klinsman talks about the, you know, being tough and, and having an edge, even though it's kind of a weird fit for him in, in a lot of ways because of how he sets his team, you know, how he talks about the other progression of this team. Mm-hmm. Vermees would actually bring that. I don't think that they get that from Klinsman. I think he talks about it a lot, but I don't think that really comes through. I think you. Get- I'm sorry, but I, Pierre Vermees just isn't sexy enough for me. No, no, I'm not. But I'm not talking about four years. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about if you. Do need- you think you would take the job for two? No, probably not. No, probably not. Well, I guess at this point you kind of have to. Though. It's one cycle. Well, I guess two and a half years at this point, or three years at this point. Yeah. Well, look, I, you know, Jurgen Klinsman's not going anywhere. Unless your program works, unless your campaign works, or they start to really struggle in qualifying, like really, it's okay. like it's one or two games off from them being eliminated. That then he's then maybe he's gone. But that's it. Those and then are, then Bruce Arena signs a short term contract. Is this a whisper campaign? It's okay. It's okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Seattle, San Jose, one one. Um, Obafemi Martin's pulling Seattle out of the fire on the road. San Jose's not taking advantage of these home matches, Jared, and they still got some left. But do you think they're going to get over get get enough to to break into the playoff field? Uh, uh, the playoff field right now in the in the West. I mean, they are two games back from Portland with the same amount of games played. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get not knowing the strength of schedule down the road. I'm not sure. I'm sure they have home matches, like you said, because they start so much on the road, but they're not making the most of them. I'm going to take Portland in that, but Kansas City same amount of uh, points as Portland, but with a game in hand. I almost want to pick Portland instead of Kansas City, even though they have one less game in hand on the same points. Is that weird? Yeah, that's how Kansas City's playing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, no, that I don't think that's weird. I mean, I think that that you know we, we are where we are, right? These teams are who they are, and even though points, you know, even though games were worth the same amount of points and mean the, as just as much as the standings from April as they do now, it feels like, and clearly, you know, you know, it's about form going into the playoffs, right? It's about form finishing out. And pu- and pulling, you know, when it really becomes pressurized, being able to step up. Sporting hasn't been able to show that they can do that yet. Um, and, and Portland, not convincing either, but in a different kind of way, right? Yeah, um, I, I would say so. I, I they just don't seem they seem to not have. It's like they forgot how to play with Diego Valeri. Is that is that is that what you're saying? It's like they don't know what to do it's like they have it, i feel like they have two dichotomous they have a d- 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 dichotomous is that a word um sure. lineup where you have these speed players in positions and then you have this guy in the middle that wants to play well, you know as what? if the game is art i used to think that about and they it. don't know how to play together i used to think that about fc dallas moro diaz in the middle and they figured it out for a while now he's been in and out again cuz he's moro diaz and he's made of glass but they, as his Valeri over the last as, season, as so. he's been too, uh, they they but they figured it out in Dallas. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they'll figure that out. Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe it makes them a dangerous team. I don't think they're going to fit it in enough. Figure it out enough that it's going to put L.A., Dallas, or Vancouver mm-hmm. out, out of the running. Uh, I mean, I, I I still think that the MLS Cup out of the West is going to come from one of those three teams. Okay, uh, the games we have not touched on: RSL three one over Houston. I don't think either one of the teams make the playoffs. I'm sort of looking past it, but apparently Burrito uh, played very very well in his first uh, well not his debut, but in a in a first major run out for RSL. Um, so they've got that one Manuel Martinez. Is that it? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Dallas two. NYCFC one. 
I guess good win for Dallas, who apparently didn't play that well. But I think more more interesting to me is everything happening in NYCFC. All three DPs subbed out of that match, Jared. What do you think about the the Michel uh, Olympico? I you know Olympicos are fun, but I don't really think they're like I don't get. I don't always know if they're on purpose. That's my thing about it. Well, Michael Bradley, remember Michael Bradley scored one, and there was (laughs) all that debate about. Yeah, but then he went for another one like a minute later. So then I was like, (laughs) okay, maybe he was trying to do it, or maybe he was doing it. To show that he was trying the first time, even though he wasn't really trying the first time, because he wanted the credit for. Okay, I'm, I've already lost that. And, but at, at NYCFC, you have Via, Lampard, Pirlo, all in this lineup, straight down the middle. I mean, it looks instead of like a spine, it looks like a spine with scoliosis. It just there's, it just doesn't. It's not strong enough. I don't know how, but somehow it's not strong enough. And uh, granted, mixed discrew doesn't play this game. I don't think that makes a difference. I, I don't know what this team needs. What do they need? What are they missing? An identity, Passion? A, 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 con, a coherent plan where there aren't five different groups of people making decisions for them. A coach who really buys into a program rather than sort of just fall, goes along for the ride. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever th- see the day when Jason Christ, it wasn't, it didn't feel like Jason Christ, Jason Christ's team. It doesn't feel like Jason Christ's team to me. It doesn't, and it's got some. But he's he's gotten the players that he wanted. He's got Gravavoy. He's got Winger. He's got Sebastian Vlasquez, who's seen minutes through through the season. He's he's got guys that have played with him before, and in Winger and Gravavoy, leaders, guys that should be leaders in this team, and they still aren't playing Jason Christ style of ball. And it's not because he didn't get a number ten; he got a ten. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's different, and I I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's weird. I don't know what to say about it. It just. It's amazing when you put it, – it's like the Traveling Wilburys. There's a whole lot of talent, and I didn't really like the music. <laughs> right. It's a super group that doesn't work. Absolutely. Uh, so, by the way, we've been asked to pick the Red Bulls-New England game. That's in New England on Wednesday. You got to pick? Um, I'm going to say – I'm not going to pick against the Reds right now. I think no, they're playing think so way too either. well. And not at home. I don't. I think they probably win that and game. And I think, I think the New York Red Bulls are a good team in this league. But when New England's on – yeah. They're a great team in this league. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think New York knows how to win games, but I think I think that's uh, a good. I think that's a good point. In this particular case, I'm picking the Revs as well. Probably. I think New York's a more disciplined team. Two, I'll say that two one. Yeah, more yeah, certainly two one is what I'll go with the Revs there. Uh, there's a bunch of games in the midweek. We'll be talking about those next week. By the way, we got a shout out by from Tony Bravo from Gabriel Luna. Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't see that. He hit us up on. Uh, he still follows the best soccer show, so he. Uh, of course, he does. Why yeah. wouldn't he? I don't know why he wouldn't. Uh, our man from. It's like uh, it's like your door. shirt was like a beacon, like a bat symbol, like just <laughs> reaching out to Tony Bravo. There you go. All right, that's going to do it for the best soccer show this week. Thank you very much for listening. Go to backheel.com for a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, what else, Jared? What else? We'll have a bonus show coming up yeah, next for we'll you be- guys on Thursday. If you're liking the bonus shows, keep reaching out to us. Let us know. Yeah. Last week we had a pretty fun one. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea what we're going to do tonight, but that's the that's half the fun for us. So we'll figure it out and we'll see you next week. Later. seems to think you have talent, but unfortunately this is Los Angeles, I need more than talent, I need stars. Until we die, we're right!
Jay Rodius.